Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. A moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. Hello, 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 and welcome to Breathe Again, the radio show. I am your host, Nicole Cleveland, and I come to you to share victorious testimonies of faith. I'm so excited to be back on this week. We've got a lot going on in the background, but I'm so privileged and honored when I get a chance to do what I love and love what I do, and that is connecting you with victorious testimonies of faith and hope and survival, and I got one for you on today. So I want you to share the show with a friend. I want you to tell people about it and sit back. If you got to take some notes, take some notes, because these are real people that have gone through real issues, and they're here to share their story so you will be encouraged, motivated, and, you know, you'll have some solutions on how to deal with some things that you may be going through. We want you to connect with us on our social media outlets. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Facebook, Breathe Again Magazine, Twitter at Breathe Again. I believe Instagram is Breathe Again Global. I don't do too much out there on that side of it, but you can connect with me as well at Nicole C. Online, and that is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nicole C. Online, I promise not to, you know, bombard you with different things, but I will encourage you. I will share hope because that's what I've been assigned to do. That's what I've been assigned to do. You know, we come to you weekly and we we grab these testimonies from people because so many of us were once in this same situation. We felt all alone. We felt like we were by ourselves. No one understood the pain and the tears that we were crying and we were going through, and, you know, we we were isolated. But I want you to know that you're not alone. If you're listening right now and you're in a bad situation or you feel as though it's a pickle right now, you don't know how you're going to survive and you don't know how you're going to get out, I want you to know that God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for us, he will do it for you. I want you to hang on in there, my sister, my brother, surround yourself with like-minded individuals that have your best interests at heart. They want the best for you. So don't get around negative people and Debbie Downers and all those different type of people. I want you to get around positive people that are going to uplift you and not bring you down, uplift you and not bring you down. Hey, if you're out there and you know somebody with a victorious testimony, and it could be you yourself, you said, hey, I've gone through, I've come out, and i got a story to share too. I want you to connect with me. Go to breatheagainmagazine.org. We'll go ahead and get you, um, you can fill out that submission form. We'll be in touch with you, get you scheduled on the show, and you can share your story too because your story matters. You matter. 
somebody is assigned to you and your story. Somebody needs to hear how you made it. And if you don't share, how will they know? If you don't let them know, how will they know that they too can make it? I believe that's what we are supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing, and I won't give up. I'll continue telling the story, and I'll continue to connect the dots. Let's talk about today's show. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? Before we go into the today's show, I want to pay I want to shout out a special sister on Facebook. I don't know if she's listening or not, but her name is Sharon and she I found out this morning that she was she's celebrating 2 years cancer free today and my sister Levita goes to the gym with her and works out with her. I don't know her personally, but I found out today that she is celebrating 2 years cancer free and that is so victorious. So God bless you Sharon and continue doing what you're doing and take care of yourself. So I celebrate with you and I rejoice with you and I know my listeners rejoice with with you too. So kudos to you, Sharon. God is so good. So today's show, oh my God, today's show is about divorce and survival and figuring out who you are within and how to make some lemonade. We're going to talk about making lemonades today with Tiffany, Tiffany Beverly, and she is an author and she's the founder of Dreams Recycled. And she took the lemons that she was dealt and she made some lemonade. She made some good lemonade too. So we're going to talk about that, how she, after a divorce, she was deemed unemployable, and so she just said, Mm-mm, we're going to do something about that. So she took a bad situation and turned it all the way around, and she's helping so many people out here as well go through what they are going through in regards to divorce and survival. My second segment, my author spotlight today is Louisa Palmer. She is the author of Overcoming the Demons Within. She has a story to tell as well. Have you ever felt like you just don't, you're not loved and you don't know which way to go and you're looking for love and it takes you down a really, really dangerous path? So she's going to um, share her story of survival as well. And for those that know us and they're part of the family, you know how we do? We go into our prayer, but we're going to come right back and then we're going to jump right into our first segment. With Tiffany Beverlyn, she is the founder of Dreams Recycled. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Father, Father, you hear our hearts this morning? We do not want to settle. We do not want to find our comfortable position and put up our tent there and be happy with you blessing me and mine. Father, we understand today that forgiveness and reconciliation and blessing and favor is given for reason, Lord God. It is given for purpose, Father. And today, God, we say forgive us, forgive us, Father, when we have taken on this attitude. Oh God, of all you've done. Father, use us, God, use us, pick us, choose us, Father. We want to spend ourselves. Father, I want to get to heaven with a life poured out, not with a life that looks perfect, Father. I want it to not look good, I want it to be good, Father. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. Let our love 
kind of female actually that I I always wanted to be a mom I did go to college but then I met my now ex-husband and I had three uh, beautiful children um, within like six years so I had them like every two years as we tend to do <laughs> which is a lot right. and um, and I uh, and I became you know the typical house with the white picket fence, the stay-at-home mom with the three children baking cupcakes for class parties and on the PTA board and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I thought was what I wanted. I thought that was kind of my thing. And uh, and in many ways, it was my thing. I love being a mom. I love being a stay-at-home mom. Um, but obviously, you know, life has a lot of curveballs. <laughs> And so when I found myself um, in the situation that I was getting divorced after 16 years of marriage, I quickly realized that uh, being a stay-at-home mom for the rest of my life obviously was not an option. And I was forced to recycle my life into something better, which I think I've done. 
absolutely. And kudos to you, Tiffany. Congratulations to you. And if I may say, absolutely love the cover of your book. Love, love, love. Um, talk <laughs> to me you. a little bit. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about the whole unemployable issue because so many women, they go through that. They thought they were doing the right thing, and they were doing the right thing, and now life has changed for them. So they try to go back into the the workforce environment, and they are deemed unemployable. How did that feel to you? Well, it's like the final straw. So you're already getting divorced. You're already feeling, you know, having those feelings of unworthiness and, um, you're obviously in a depressed state and there's a lot of negativity going on. And then you kind of like think, oh, I can handle this. I can pull this all together. I'll just go out and get another job and everything will be fine. And then you have even more rejection because you're going and you're trying to find a job and people are saying, you know, uh, you you seem nice. You might be fine. We don't know. But you have a, a you know, 12-year gap in your resume and in today's corporate world, this deems you as unemployable unless you have some very, very strong previous skills. And I think a lot of us, um, we get married very young. I worked for, I think I worked for six years, and that included up until having my uh, first son. So, you know, we don't have a lot of work experience. Plus, our work experience was, you know, decades ago. And you look at how the world has changed and technology has changed. And we just don't have any translatable skills. And so it was, it was heartbreaking. It was horrible to be told over and over again that you're not employable and you should kind of resign yourself to a minimum wage job. Even with a degree, they, you know, even a degree really doesn't count for a whole lot unless it's in something very specific nowadays. And so it was, it was um, soul-destroying at the time, and it definitely added to the you know, feelings of depression and hopelessness that I think a lot of people have when they're going through divorce anyway. Yeah. But you know what I'm excited about, Tiffany? You didn't stay there. You didn't just take that and just run with your tail between your legs. You said, I'm going to do something about it. Thus, Dreams Recycle came. Where did it come from? What, where was that moment at, that, re- that light bulb moment? I actually literally was sleeping. I I was very, very stressed. I was going through, you know, court things and lawyer things and divorce things, and I was very, very stressed. And I went to sleep, and I think a lot of us, you know, you manifest that stress in dreams. And I had a dream that I couldn't sell my engagement ring. And I think a lot of people, we hold on to our engagement rings as a symbol of, you know, okay, well, we at least we have that. We could sell that mm-hmm. or something like that. And I had physically in, per- in real life gone and tried to sell my ring and realized it was not worth anywhere near what I thought it was worth. And so I had this mm-hmm. stress dream. And in the middle of the stress dream, when I couldn't sell my ring, I was going for a jeweler to jeweler saying, will you buy my ring? And they were saying, we'll give you a dollar or $2. And I was going, no, it's a oh, dollar. My. It's worth way more than that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then and then I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to start my own business where I sell my ring and everyone else's on a website called Dreams Recycled. And it, it was such a specific dream that I woke up and I was like, that was weird. And I thought, well, maybe I've seen the name, maybe I saw something. And I, um, as we do, Googled <laughs> dreamsrecycled.com and found it was available on uh, GoDaddy for $9.99. So I bought it, like, right there and then in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. didn't know. I didn't know. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was just, and I researched, obviously, the statistics for divorce and um, started to research things about diamond resale and, and stuff like that. And literally, when I woke up and I saw that it was available, I kind of took it as a sign that this is what I should do. And, um, and within 13 days, I went from unemployable to the CEO of my own company. I love so. it. I absolutely love it. What a testimony. What a testimony of faith and just really your steps being ordered to make a way for your children. I absolutely love, love, love that. And I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do it just for you. Now you have this marketplace that people from all over the world connect with you. Talk a little bit about the marketplace and if someone's out there that they would like to connect with you, what exactly is it? Um, Well, the website has grown over the years, so it's um, almost four years old. So when we first put up the website, it was strictly a marketplace and where I blogged. And uh, my blog was so popular and marketplace was so popular, um, it became a gathering place for other divorcees. And so we added a community and we added secondary divorce services. So now it's like a one-stop divorce shop where you can do everything. But I feel like the marketplace is so important because the marketplace is where you can actually physically let go of things. And I think that we all talk a lot in, um, we talk kind of in uh, more metaphysical ways about letting go, like this is this big thing. And and we need to let go emotionally, of course, but we we forget we all have the power every day to physically let go of things and not have them sitting around your house uh, reminding you of your ex or your marriage or your, the anger that you held from that or any of the other negative things. And so I feel the marketplace, it's an easy, practical step where you can physically let go of things. And that I found with our community um, facilitates people to take other chances and do other changes. And they take that money and they use that to fund new dreams, whether it's trips or travel or education or starting their own business, um, which has all got to be much better used for that money than having a ring or a dress or something sat in a drawer collecting dust that you can't do anything with anyway. And so, and so that's kind of our philosophy is that we really believe that dreams, of course, should be recycled. And even though your marriage ended and uh, you got divorced, it doesn't mean your life is over. It actually just means that you have a kind of reset button, a redo button, that you get to live the life that you want to. And you should be working and focusing all your time and energy into creating your new dreams and goals and um, doing that in the most positive fashion you can. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Tiffany, I thank you so much for your transparency, sharing your story, and helping other individuals because sometimes people just need somewhere to go that they can relate with Mm -hmm. other individuals. Congratulations on your book. Talk to me about My Dreams Recycled, your book, and how people can um, purchase it. Well, My Dreams Recycled was um, something that our users asked me to do. So people are very interested in my story and how I personally recycled my life. And there's a weird synergy that I actually recycled my life by actually helping other people recycle theirs. Because I realized very early on that this is my calling in life. This is my passion to help 
divorces through this time. I felt like nobody helped me. I felt like there weren't good resources. And I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And so my book is kind of an extension of that. And it chronicles the story of what was happening in both my personal and business life from after my divorce. My book is not about my divorce. People always ask. No, it's not. It's all positive. It's about how I went after my divorce and I started this company and I really didn't know what I was doing. I had no tech experience, no no business experience. And it goes through all the steps of how I created my business and also how I created my own personal life and all the mistakes I made along the way, you know, the bad dating stories and the bad decision making. Because we are, you know, we're not perfect. We're trying, aren't we, after divorce or after any adversity we're really trying to find ourselves and find our way. And so if you get my book, it's available at Amazon.com worldwide um, in Kindle or paperback. That it, It's kind of, it's a, the story of my life, but it's, it's filled with helpful tips on how I got to how I was here. And anyone can take it and use it as a, you know, inspirational tool or a guide to help them through their divorce. And if they're interested in starting their own business, it has a lot of business tips on how you go about doing that when you know nothing. <laughs> so it's got very good reviews, and I'm very happy. So Great, great. Now, listeners, you can connect with Tiffany. You can go to her website. It's dreamsrecycle.com. And as she just shared, you can actually go online, go to Amazon, put in My Dreams Recycled, and you can purchase her book and support her and kind of find out what you need to do and how to navigate your way through your post-divorce as well. Tiffany, what's on the horizon for you? Well, we have a lot of exciting things. We have three more books in the works. Uh, one of the books will come out yeah, will come out in January 2018, which is the second part of the My Dreams Recycle story, and the last part, that will be it for that. Um and then we have a children's book coming out, which I'm very excited about. Obviously, I have three children, so that's, like, personally to me a very uh, exciting thing. And I'm continuing, obviously, growing my company. We're expanding into um, Canada and the United Kingdom and Australia. And that's very exciting because, obviously, I'm English, so I get to take my company back to my uh, my uh, homeland, kind of. So that's fun for me. Wonderful. And so anyone can go on to Dreams Recycled, say, let's say, for instance, a listener is listening right now and they have a wedding dress or an engagement dress that they'd like to sell. How does the process work? Well, the process is very simple. Um, they list the item themselves. It's free to list anything. You can. We've had people sell cars, golf clubs, watches. It really doesn't matter if you just don't want it anymore and it reminds you of your ex or your marriage or anything else, um, you're welcome to sell it. It's free to list. Uh, you upload the photos, you fill out the listing page, and then um, when your item sells, we charge 7% commission on the item, mm -hmm. which is a lot cheaper than eBay, just so you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the show. Thank you for sharing your story, and kudos to you for how you've really just transformed your life and you're helping other individuals in the process. 
Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be on your show, and I'm very grateful to get the opportunity to help so many divorcees. So they're welcome to reach out to us. We are everywhere on social media and through our website. You are. So you thank are. you very much. You're wonderful. All right, listeners, that was Tiffany Beverly. Is, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Beverly, uh-huh, yes. Beverly, okay. That was Tiffany yeah, Beverly. Go out there, check her out. It's dreamsrecycled.com. Purchase her book going out there on Amazon. Find her book, connect with her. If you have some things to sell, go ahead and post it on her website as well. I just love her story. I love a bounce back story. Love, love, love. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go right into our second segment with Louisa Palmer, author of Overcoming the Demons Within. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on today. I'm Nicole Cleveland. I'm the host of Breathe Again, the radio show, and we just got done chatting with Tiffany Beverlin. She is the founder of Dreams Recycled After Divorce, so check her out online as well. Uh, my My spotlight today is Louisa Palmer. Now, having lived a life that she hopes Many will never have to live. Louisa was the black sheep of her family. She never heard the words, I love you, from her mother, and spent a lifetime trying to please her to no avail. She went from relationship to relationship, trying to find the love she never received at home. Louisa eventually ended up in an on-again, off-again relationship with a man for 25 years who loved her the best he could, only later being diagnosed with cancer. So she's here today. She's telling her story. She released a book, and her book is called Overcoming the Demons Within. Welcome to the show, Louisa. Good morning, Nicole. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Louisa, tell the listeners a little bit about Louisa. How do you sub- how do you describe Louisa? Uh, you know, I spent the last six months trying to figure that out, and I think I've come up with the word survivor. Uh, we go through so many things in life, and sometimes those things take us out, but God has graced me to go through so much and to still be here and to still have a good disposition. So I'm excited about that, and it's taken a long journey to get here, but I'm excited about where I am. Good for you. Good for you. Did you always know that you would be an author? Did you always know that you um, would write a book? Never. <laughs> no, I never thought about <laughs> even writing a book. I, I um, No. Actually, all I've ever wanted to do was to be a teacher and a mom and a wife. And so uh, two out of the three isn't bad. But, you know, I believe that God has preordained us to be something even when we were in our mom's wombs. So even if we didn't have vision for it, he already knew where we would be. And so we just have to take the journey to get there. Yeah, yeah, you're so right, so right. Talk to me about Overcoming the Demons Within. What inspired you to write the book? Well, I, like you said earlier, was in a relationship uh, 
with the guy I've been on for 25 years. And I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted somebody to love me for me. You know, despite growing up not hearing my mom say it, not hearing, you know, not feeling it. And I guess, you know, maybe she did the best she could as I look back now. And when I was dating this guy, we, we have two kids, and we would get together, we would break up, we would be together, we would break up. And then one year I got saved, and he just wanted to do things that we used to do, and I couldn't do those things anymore. So I broke up again, and so we just kind of went back and forth. And then later in life, we weren't even dating then, but he had gotten really sick. He had a heart attack or two, and then he found out he was having a disease, and so I told him that I would help to take care of him. And so he moved back in with me and we were, you know, living together and I was working and helping to take care of him. And and so they were trying this new experimental drug on him. And the doctor told him that if this drug didn't work, there was nothing else that they could do. And it was like about $8,000 a month. And I'm like, oh, my God, how are we going to do all of this? And so he immediately started taking the treatments. And about two weeks later, the doctor says, stop taking, they're killing your liver. So one night he went out with some friends, and I guess he was depressed about the situation, and they began drinking. And I remember him coming home, and I said, you know, you're not going to die on my watch. I can't be here for you and watch you do this. So we really got into this heated debate, and um, we got into this debate, you know, we went to bed, and during the night he woke up, and he was calling me, and you know how we as women get, we don't want to talk when we're mad, and I'm like, leave me alone, and so eventually I could tell something was wrong in his voice, and he said, I made him talk to me, and he said that he had had a dream, and in this dream, he was on the ground, and I was calling his name, and he was answering me, but I couldn't hear him. And I could tell by his voice, because he wasn't like a cry or anything like that, but he was really scared about it. So we talked about it a while and uh, went to bed. And then I think the next one was Easter Sunday. And I had convinced him to go to church with me. And so I sit in the front, and he doesn't like that, so he sat in the back. And so as the minister was preaching and talking, all of a sudden she did the usual altar call. Well, he got up, and I started to cry, because I could look at his face and tell that it was something different. So when he got up to go to the altar... I got up, and God said, you can't go with him this time. He has to do it by himself. So I cried, and I sat in the seat. Well, he gave his life to the Lord, and, you know, he came back that night, and he apologized about all the stuff we had happened over the years and told me that he really loved me, you know, and he wanted us to get married. And so we were all excited and planning a wedding for April and everything, I mean, for December. And and so we went to band, and a couple days later, he went outside to play, I think about two weeks, three weeks later. He went outside to play basketball with our son and his son-in-law. And long story, just to recap that, he ended up coming home, having a heart attack, and he died. And and so my world was shaking because all I could think about was, God, why would you give him to me for 25 years, get him right where we could be together, and then he dies? And so I know how God is. He just loves us so much that you know, his dad told me, you were the only one to get him to go to church, and God loved him so much that he wanted him saved before he came home. And so two weeks later, I woke up, and God brought back the dream that he had given him. The night that he had died in my home, he was laying on the floor, and I was calling his name. And so in my mind, he was answering me, but I couldn't hear him. So a couple of days later, the Lord showed me how he was overcoming some demons, once he had got diagnosed and he was dying, he had to face all this reality by himself that he hadn't had faced before. 
And he couldn't even tell me because he didn't want me to know about the pain. Well, then the Lord started showing me that we as people have so many things that hinder us from being what we're supposed to be, to walking in our greatness. You know, whether it's procrastinations or feeling of abandonment or not being loved or, you know, disappointment, we never deal with it. And so it just sits there and it blocks us. And God began to show me that if we address those things, if we admit that we've been lonely, if we admit that we've been abandoned, or if we admit that and get that out and over, there's greatness that's waiting for us. And so the book began, came from that. So it's my homage to him, but it's, it, it, it was a healing process for me, and it's healing for those who are going through things. There is greatness in all of us. There is something predestined before we were even here that's in the inside of all of us. And we let life hiccups, I call them, stop us from getting there. And and, yeah, and God has yeah, his very yeah. best waiting for us. So if we can get past, okay, maybe I was abandoned, but God never abandoned me. Or, or maybe, like I listened to your previous listen, maybe I went through a divorce, but that divorce doesn't define me. See, my mess becomes my message, and the test that I've been through becomes my testimony. And if I can get that mindset changed, greatness awaits for me. And that's what I want people to know. There's greatness in you. Yeah. So you said, um, I read in the intro, that before he died, he said seven jaw-dropping words. What were those words? He told me, you don't know the demons I fight. Mm. And I didn't. I didn't know his demons, Mm. but we all have them. And when I broke, when I, after he died and time passed and I thought about those seven words, they just play in my head over and over. You don't know the demons I fight. You don't know the demons I fight. We don't know the demons everybody fights. But somebody's fighting yeah. something every day. Yeah, yeah. You are absolutely right. Well, you did make, um, you know, a testimony out of this test, and I do want to say that I'm sorry for the loss. I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that, but I'm thankful that you took that and you have used that to help others because so many other individuals are going through the same thing that you have gone through or going through. How have you dealt with um, never receiving the love from your mother. Has that ever been resolved, or how's your relationship if with her now? No, well, actually, my mom is deceased, and okay, probably before she died, you know, we had this conversation, and I, I tried to tell her how I felt and all the things that I felt. Well, she never acknowledged that. She never acknowledged that, you know, that that was the case. But what I've had to come to terms with is in your life, you have to learn to love yourself. You have to learn to love yourself, and you have to learn to turn that love that you feel like you haven't gotten. Love somebody else. So I love on my children, and I I run a women's group, Forever Sisters, LLC, and I love on the women that come there. And and, and the enemy has tried over the years to come back and say, well, your mom didn't, but above my mom, God did. And then when I've come to the realization that sometimes people can only give you what they know or what they have Absolutely. for whatever the reason is, for whatever reason is. So I had to come to the terms that I love my mom. And even though I never heard the words in my life, if I have to tell myself, if she didn't love me at some level, she wouldn't have kept me because she could have given me away. She could have not had me. And so I turned that lack of love after I've been through the years of trying to find it in the wrong places and learn to to love from within. 
I love Louisa. I think she is the greatest thing since Doritos. You know, and I have to just hey. put that love into myself. That's what I think, honey. And I have to love me and then love those around me. And I have to learn that, and I heard you say this earlier, I have to look at the positive in life because we live in a world where there's lots of negative. But if you can find that one positive thing, the Bible tells me to think on that one thing that's lovely and just. So if it's just one thing, I just think on that, and it just grows into something. This book has overwhelmed me because when I wrote it, it was healing for me. But when people call me and they tell me, I've had a gentleman on my page that tells me he's reading it the second time because now he's finding out what his life, the issues in his life are. Or when a woman tells me I was going to kill myself and I read your book, and that's what it's about for me. It's about the healing of others. And I'm excited about that. It's, it's taking on a life of its own. So it's giving me more people yeah. to love. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I, I I love it when individuals have really walked in their true purpose, their true calling, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they're doing it not for themselves but to glorify and magnify the Lord. And I can feel yes. it in your spirit, and I, I, I see it, in, and I hear it in your talk. So to God be the glory. Louisa, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to minister to someone that may be listening or may listen later on on the um, actual archive show that feels as though they are they're not loved they feel they feel like they weren't loved by the the parents or they weren't loved by an individual and now they're just in a point of no return they're spiraling out of control minister to them as if they were standing in front of you Well, I would want that person to know, first and foremost, that God loves you. And that regardless of who is not there, you need to focus on who is there. And God said that he would never leave you, nor would he forsake you. And what you have to do is take your eyes off of the people that you think should be loving you and open your eyes and heart to the people that God is sending to love you. See, family is blood, but family is outside of blood. We were adopted into the family of Christ. So we don't have the natural blood, but we're still his blood. And so because of that, he loves us so much that he will send people in your path that will love you like your family or your friends or your divorced person or whoever walked out on you could never have been walked out on. I've had people tell me they love me and they shut the door on me. I've had relationships where where men or, or friends have said, I'll never leave you, and they left me. And you can either let that thing make you bitter or better. See, God will close a door for you and open up another one. He will close a window and open up a door, but you have to be willing to let that go. We can't hold on to what we think or who we think we should be in our lives. We have to trust God to send the people that he wants to love us. So you should never be tolerated in this life. You should be celebrated. And if there are people in your life that are just tolerating you, you don't need those people. Yes, it is painful. Yes, it is hard. Yes, some nights you might cry because I have. And sometimes I still do. But I know that on the other side, God has people that, I have people that call me, that bless me and love me, people that I never would think would be the one. So I encourage you today that you are not alone. The enemy wants you to think that, you know, it's put fear, which we learn is false evidence appearing real. So he will make you think that there is nobody there. But God says he will never, ever leave you. And if he knows you need someone to be there, 
He'll send just what you need. You're not alone. I love you, and I don't even know you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you overcome every demon in your life. And, and, and you know, when I started putting out the book, people kept saying demons like the pits of hell. My demons are the things that hinder us, rejection and, and hurt and, mm. and, and procrastination yeah. and abandonment and, and, and bitterness. We have those things in us. And we need to release those things to the glory of God that he can refill us. So if you let that go today, when that thought comes to you that you're alone, you tell yourself, I'm never alone. If you feel like I've been abandoned, you said those that were not supposed to be with me have left to make room for those that are supposed to come. And when you live your life looking for the good things, I promise you they'll come. The abundance will come. The love will come. The friends will come. The finances will come. You just got to believe in the good and kick the negative to the side. It works. I'm a living testimony. I've lived the majority of my life looking for the negative. And what you look for, you get. See, the Bible says we are a speaking spirit. When God brought this world into existence, he spoke it. And whatever he spoke, that's what happened. See, we're a speaking spirit. So begin to speak what you want, what, not what you see. See, I want this book to sell 10,000 copies within the next year. I believe it's going to happen. I have to speak it even though I don't see it. And when you speak it, you have what you speak. If you speak negative, if you speak nobody loves me, if you speak I'm not alone, you put that out in an atmosphere for it to happen to you. So I encourage you today. Speak what you want. Speak what you desire. Speak what God has promised you. God gave me this slogan that I give her when I go to my book signings. Now, he says if you take your passion, add it to his purpose, then the promise that he promised you is coming to pass. So my passion is for you, not to hurt. My purpose is to minister to people across the world. And my promise is from hearing this, not me, but the word, you will be made whole again. I love it, love it, love it. Louisa, how do we purchase your book? How can one go go online and get it? My book is available at www.weovercome.org. It is also on Amazon, but we encourage you to buy from our site. It's www.weovercome.org because we like to have a personal contact with everyone that purchases our books. You know, we want to pray for you and encourage you, and we want to make sure that you're an overcomer because that's what you are. You are an overcomer. www.weovercome.org. We also have a community page on Facebook. We overcome community on Facebook. Come in and share your stories of testimony of how you overcome or if you need prayer to overcome. That's what we're here for. We've been made to be interdependent, but the word teaches us to be independent. We are here for you, and we pray you're here for us. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for stopping by the show, Louisa. Much success to you and the book and what you're doing um, for other individuals. So God bless you, Louisa. Thank you so much for having me. And God bless you for giving us an opportunity to share our stories. You know, so many people feel like they are alone. You said that earlier. But with your show, they know that they're not alone. There are others like them. Right, that's right. Amen. All right, listeners, that has been our show for today. I know you were blessed by both of my guests on today. You know, um, share this show. 
uh, connect with us. Go online, connect with us on social media or on, on Twitter and Facebook and all over the Internet. And if you know someone with a powerful testimony, if you know someone that has gone through, I will I want you to let them know that they can go to breatheagainmagazine.org, click that submission button, fill out that submission form, and share their story. Someone needs to hear their story. Someone somewhere is going through, and they feel like they're not going to make it. So send them over to breatheagainmagazine.org. And thank you for listening. I never say goodbye. I always say until next time. God bless you, and have a fabulous weekend. Thank mm-hmm. you.